Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Well, welcome back to the center of the universe here in Chicago, Illinois. And man, we're beaming out all over the world today. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace, along with my co-host, the wonderful, beautiful, and fabulous Jennifer Villarreal today. And we've got something going on today that you guys are really going to love. And that's going to be a, a, a hot point issue here that our two guests are really bringing something to the forefront is how do you actually have prayer in a public school? And we're going to have a lot of fun with that today with both the founder of this organization, a wonderful businessman, a Christian businessman here in Chicago, along with his executive director that has taken this program unbelievably. You're going to hear some terrific stories. But first, Jennifer, we've got a couple of things we got to say about our, our uh, Advertisers, right? Yeah, well, uh, we sure do. It's eBiz Universe. They're an award-winning digital marketing firm here in Chicago that helps clients nationwide to get business through excellence and lead generation, SEO, social media marketing, and, of course, website design and development. Their clients love them. Check them out on their website, ebizuniverse.com, and see for yourself the awesome testimonials and award-winning services. Well, I can't wait to get at this. Um, I have had the privilege of having the founder of this organization, Sun, on here last year, and we had a lot of fun with him. But I'd like to introduce you today to two of our guests in studio, and that's uh, Mr. Bern Birchie, which is actually uh, the founder of Crossroads Kids Club, and also the executive director, Matt Armstrong, is in studio with us today. So what we'd like to do is let these guys introduce themselves and give, them, give you a little bit of background. So who wants to start first here? <laughs> well, thanks, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'm Matt Armstrong, and it's just an honor to be here with you and, and your listeners today. Great. And uh, I've had the joy of, of serving as executive director of Crossroads for the last 21 years almost, uh, since Byrne and, and Jeannie Bursch, she founded it. And uh, prior to that, I was a public school teacher. I taught uh, in Melrose Park, 6th, uh, 7th, and 8th grade. Uh, I also taught kindergarten and first grade in Bensonville. Uh, and uh, enjoyed doing that, but actually found the, uh, the classroom space to be just a little bit uh, confining for me and the way God wired me. And uh, so when I met Byrne and heard about what they were doing to reach kids in the community, I was uh, very excited to join in, and it's been quite and a And you ride. know firsthand about this prayer in, in uh, public schools, right? I do. Well, that was part of the, the box I, I mentioned. You know, being in the classroom, I wasn't able to bring my whole self uh, to those students. I had to kind of check my faith at the door, and uh, I didn't really like that part of, of, of the work. I mean, they're wonderful, godly educators, and I'm so glad uh, those folks are in the, the public sector. Right. Uh, just the way God wired me and set me up, it was was not a fit for me. Okay. So. We're going to hear more about that. Byrne, how about yourself here? Let the audience know who you are. I, th- I think everybody in Chicago doesn't know who you are. Uh, anyway, no. so. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks, thanks for inviting me here, Jennifer and Bob. Uh, I'm uh, an older businessman. I've been in business a long time. And uh, uh, became involved with Crossroads for a couple of reasons. Uh, with our business being uh, in a neighborhood of Hanover Park that had its issues, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like we needed to be more engaged in the community. We had moved in there in 1994. Come out of uh, we'd come out of uh, Franklin Park, which was a tough, tough place to uh, run a business in at that time. 
And we came out, we found that uh, there were some of the same problems in Hanover Park. And so uh, shortly after that, we began a partnership with one of the local grammar schools. And uh, uh, that grammar school partnership led us to thinking about how do we bring Jesus into these kids' lives. And that was, uh, it started with a uh, spring Bible study that turned out to be all these kids from the school that were in fifth grade came to our spring studies and uh, that's when I met Matt and we started talking about Crossroads. Well, you you cross you, you you passed over a little bit of an interesting thing, the part of that storyline, right? Who actually kind of spurred you to get involved in this thing? Because you had something happen to your buildings, and then all of a sudden, right, right. Well, we all know the gang issues that go on mm-hmm. around Chicago, and uh, we had a lot of that in Franklin Park. And when we moved into our building, brand new building, I was so excited—a new manufacturing facility. <laughs> <laughs> probably too proud and i noticed uh on the building next to us which wasn't occupied yet that some of the gang sing- symbols were beginning to show up on it and uh so i my first thought was to put someone up on the roof with a rifle and oh, uh, <laughs> the the uh uh the local police i don't know if they heard about it or they 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 mm-hmm. at least wanted to talk to me and uh Back then, we had D.A.R.E. officers in Chicago. Oh, you yeah. remember that? I don't know if right. we still have them. But one of them from this local school, Parkwood, came over and talked about maybe a partnership with the school. And that was that began a partnership that's gone on for close to 25 years where wow. these, we bust the kids over once a week and uh, spend time, our, our volunteer employees spend time with the kids. Well, Matt, why don't you tell us why you're so passionate about this work that you do? Sure. So... First of all, a lot of people don't know that children between the ages of 4 and 14 are the most unreached people group with the gospel here in America and around the world. At the same time, they're the most responsive group to the gospel message. Well, here in the United States, 92% of all children are enrolled in public schools. Uh, Also, the public schools are very open to a ministry like Crossroads coming in right after school. And reaching those kids right where they're at. So we just have a tremendous missional opportunity to spread the love and the word of Jesus to some kids really far and wide all across America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burn, I know that you had a passion for this going back 25 years, but um, how has that grown as you've seen this whole thing manifest itself? Well, there was a friend of mine who had started another ministry that Matt's familiar with called Sold Out. Uh, mm-hmm. Ed Bassler had started that, and that was with with teenagers and he had just done he and his wife Kathy had done an amazing job with these kids and so that that kind of lit my fire and lit uh, Matt's as well as we began we were on uh, on his board for a period of time but the uh, the changes that have come as we've seen Chicagoland change and even our suburbs change it's been uh, you hear from these volunteers all the time what's happening in the schools, what they're mm-hmm. seeing. And that's why we, we have close to 200 volunteers now, because they, wow. love, they love seeing these kids uh, just learn what the gospel is all about, learn how to pray. I mean, so all of this has been well beyond what we expected. Yeah, that is amazing. Obviously, you guys have faced some challenges along the way, you know, through this period of time. And let's face it, you know, there's a lot of prayer time that has to go into something like this. So, Matt, what are some of the challenges you've seen? Well, why don't I speak to some of the, the current challenges yeah, that we see, great. if that's all right. Over sure. 21 years, there have been uh, probably more, more challenges <laughs> than we have time for today, right? Uh, but some of the current challenges are, are these. The Lord really is opening doors for us to grow. 
Mm-hmm. And so as we grow, we want to be faithful to pursue those opportunities as best we can, uh, but at the same time to make sure that we are pursuing quality and excellence in all we do. Right. So it doesn't matter. Right now we have uh, 45 uh, <laughs> clubs. It doesn't matter if we got to 400 next year if the quality wasn't there. But I know that's one of the issues, too, and the challenges is getting volunteers, right? Because you got, what, 200 volunteers mm-hmm. now, you said? So what's that look like? What kind of volunteers do you need? Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's actually uh, two, two parts to that question, yeah. uh, not to overcomplicate it, but there are uh, club volunteers who are actually right. volunteers of the churches that are partnered with us. So mm-hmm. one thing that's unique about Crossroads Model is that uh, we mobilize and equip and resource local churches mm. to go out and to own and operate these clubs in the public schools. So the volunteers are actually, at the club level, volunteers of the church. Ah. And actually, we've grown tremendously. It's, it's actually over 300 uh, of those volunteers right now. Wow. Uh, but kind of in the other category, there are volunteers that serve uh, Crossroads and our mission to equip these churches to reach these kids. Okay. And in that uh, area, there are people who do all kinds of different things from uh, uh, taking photos, uh, doing media and communications, helping us contact uh, uh, new churches, uh, uh, helping us uh, by giving advice and counsel on uh, training and, and just all kinds of different ways that people could be involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It- well, I just wanted to recap. The, the clubs are after school, right? That's In correct. public schools. Yes. Uh-huh. And you're sharing the gospel correct. with them. And can you just paint a quick picture of what that looks like for the kids and the clubs? And yeah. why do they want to participate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, from the kids' standpoint, I, I like to say that it's the games and the fun that draws them and the relationships that keep them. So uh, chief among our five core values is this value of relationships. And so so many kids, what they're really craving, there's a lot of things that manifest themselves uh, in their lives. But I think what's underneath it is a sense of loneliness, longing for belonging and purpose in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So the way Crossroads is structured is that uh, we, we want to see small groups of not more than seven students with one adult. And, and so a typical club is 90 minutes, uh, one day per week, right after school. And uh, half of that time is spent in small group because of that focus on relationship. So the club would start and end in small group. So the initial small group time is about 15 minutes. And uh, the kids, uh, they do a quick check-in. We're trying to replicate the experience of if a kid came home from school and their parent was there and said, hey, how was your day? You know, here's a snack. You know, let's talk. Uh, From there, we move into a large group time where we have our Bible lesson. Uh, we play some games, and then we finish the last 30 minutes in small groups where we really uh, apply the lesson and discuss it um, from that day. Wow. Wow. And that's all in a public school you're doing. It is. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> Holy smokes. Man, that is really great <laughs> stuff. You know, um, I have to say something. You know, part of this thing, people would say, well, geez, Bob, what has this got to do with, you know, faith and work and all that stuff? Uh, this is mighty work, folks, that you know, these these guys are doing in, in this whole thing that they've created. Think about what the richness of this is for our young people that are out there that don't have something like that, don't get exposed to something like this, and how we're growing these citizens up, you know, because it's got to start at that age. And I love what you said. They're the most receptive, but also the most underutilized, right, as far as people getting out there. So the impact that you've had over 20 years, i got to believe, has been fantastic. Yeah. Got, and I'm sure you're going to come back here in a little bit to some stories. Well, we want people to get involved, and uh, make sure that you check out CrossroadsKidsClub.com, and you can reach out to Matt Armstrong directly at 630-501-4374. Again, that's 630 4374. We'll be right back in just a moment with our guests Matt Armstrong and Bern Birchie. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, before we left off here and we got out of this last segment, though, we got into some of these challenges, Matt. And one of the things we want to make clear to our listeners, because this is a program you're taking into churches also that really are kind of the backbone or support of all this, yeah? So what are some of the challenges there and some of the things you can share with the people? as to How do other churches even get involved in this? Yeah, well, so that that is a, a challenge toward toward the growth, right? Is getting the word out to those churches, and uh, so one of the things that your listeners could do to help us with that, if they're a part of a church, is just to uh, make an introduction of Crossroads to their their pastor or their uh, church leadership. Uh, and that would be tremendously helpful because obviously one of the biggest challenges is just getting in front of those church leaders to mm-hmm. share the opportunity and uh, the vision of what's possible. And well, it's kind of different for the churches. I mean, because they get hit with a lot of different things they could do. So, what are some of the some of the things that maybe they get? You know, uh, right. So we uh, want to give them a tool that is at no financial cost to them mm-hmm. that allows them to engage with the most unreached people group right in their community. And our vision is actually to connect those children and their families back to the life of a local church, which is one of the reasons we're so committed to the church. Mm-hmm. So long term, it's actually a, a, a church, church growth uh, play. Yeah. But uh, more than that, it's a great commission play. Yeah, especially and, you capture uh, the kids. You got the, the parents' hearts, right? They, they're right. going to be coming and getting involved sure, in the whole thing, sure, too. Sure, sure. And just to be clear, we, again, it's at no financial cost to the church. So Crossroads has made a commitment to serve churches of all sizes and budgets. Uh, therefore, we give grants that allow mm. the church to even buy the materials for the club. We provide our curriculum, our training, our coaching, our expertise, everything to them at no cost. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Burn, I got to ask you, how in the world do you guys afford doing something like this? How do we afford doing yeah. something like this? Well, there are an awful lot of people that have come to know what Crossroads is doing. And I think many of them, like you, as we've talked, uh, can't imagine that we can get into the public schools. Right. And when they hear that and realize that not only can you, but we need to mm-hmm. bring God back into the schools again, it, it really empowers some of the people to jump in, whether it's on our board or as volunteers or financially. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're funded by individuals then, right? I mean, right. you guys don't have any kind of mass campaigns or anything like that that you do, right? We do an annual banquet. But, an annual yeah, banquet, uh-huh. right. So if people want to be able to make a donation, and I'm assuming a lot of our listeners are hearing this for the first time, even knew that this is right, and you're absolutely right, it touched the heart, because a lot of people say, well, our public schools, for goodness sakes, what are we doing? So right. how, how would you tell them to... to jump in and help out a little bit well i think either uh going to our website would be a, a great start and and learn a little bit i wouldn't just send a check i right. I, I i know as as i give and i think many of us uh think about that before you do to understand that there's good accountability by the group you're giving to mm-hmm. and uh, and understand a little bit more about it even talk with matt or one of the other people on staff about uh, what what we are all about. I mean, the pe- we've got great people, and, and I think uh, beginning with that and then moving on, if they're interested in being a part of it, to uh, send a check, that'd be great. Yeah, and that website again, Matt? Crossroadskidsclub.com forward slash give would be the donation website. Great. That's great. Bern, I know that you've got a, several businesses. You've been very successful in business, and, uh, you know, the question I have, and we had Pat on, you know, last year, mm-hmm. but... You, you've got another company or several companies. How do you incorporate the faith at work? The, uh, this started when, when, uh, when I had the opportunity to buy the company. And uh, I don't know how much time you've got, but uh, uh, 
th- it was an opportunity I never expected to have happen. And it was, uh, it was a time where I had given up uh, the thought of even being a part of it and uh, because I knew it, it had become almost an idol in my life, the business, mm-hmm. and I'd been in it for a number of years. And uh, when it did happen, uh, it was, there were a lot of miracles that took place. I realized it wasn't, business wasn't about me. I had never mm. thought I'd own it. And uh, uh, so uh, shortly after that, after that, those events, uh, I had gone to a, a seminar called Business by the Book, mm. which, yep. which talked about glorifying God with your business. And boy that we've got to do that i mean that that is i I wanted to honor god i wanted it to be his i wanted to be a steward of the business and so that's how it began was just simply saying and letting our employees know that that's what my goal in the company was to glorify uh our god and uh and that has just uh, continued to develop over the years yeah i know you guys are running fabulous companies there um Matt, what about you? How do you glorify God in the work that you do? I know our listeners are constantly uh, looking for ways to incorporate their faith in work, and some people are fully immersed in that, in in the nonprofit or the ministry world, and then some people wonder, how can they even do that in corporate? So what, what tips or advice would you have for them based on your experience? So I work in a ministry context, so it may be a little bit different. Uh, but I think, first of all, for me, it's a matter of, uh, in a leadership role, just striving to submit all decisions to the Lord. And mm-hmm. uh, starting each day just uh, in a time of prayer and really just saying, Lord, I need to hear from you today. Like, I need to know what it is you want me to do today. Uh, praying for every interaction that I know I'm going to have that day and the people by name. You know, Lord, let me bring some encouragement, some inspiration, some help to this person's life. Uh, and then just trying to do that in every interaction, you know, to be used by him. But I think... Uh, Beyond that, as I strive to listen to him, looking for those opportunities where I can get in a place where I'm uncomfortable, where if he doesn't show up to do something, I'm really going to be sunk, you know, or <laughs> it, it even so, uh, you know, for instance, uh, going public with things, you know, committing to a certain number of clubs that we think the Lord wants us to launch or uh, committing to other things that, and then telling people, hey, this is what we think God's asking us to do. And, and, and sometimes the, the staff at Crossroads like, you know, you're crazy. We can never do that. And that's <laughs> kind of the point, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so to me, that is, well, you know, so we want to balance that with not being foolish or saying crazy things. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if we don't step out there and stretch a little bit, then I don't think we have the joy of seeing God work. Yeah, I know? love that, to, to stretch beyond um, what we think we can do so we can really give God that glory. And whether you're in business or in ministry, we can... We can apply this, what you just said. Well, especially you said the leadership part of that, because whether you're in ministry or in business, you know, leading and stewarding, you know, a group of people, um, God's got to be in that thing. And, you know, there's those challenges. We, we're human. You know, we get all full of ourselves sometimes, and we got to step back from that and say, okay, well, wait, what do you got going on here, God? What's going on? What follows right on behind this, guys, is obviously uh, – Life verses, Bible verses, you know, those that you really kind of grabbed a hold of that have taken you, you know, in, in your work and in your faith. What would those be for you, Matt? One that comes to mind is, is a theme verse for my life is, is from Hebrews where it talks about uh, let us run with endurance the oh, race marked out for that's us, a great fixing one. our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Uh, I like to run and, and sometimes I train for some different races and 
you know, in many days I enjoy that, you know, especially this time of the year in Chicago, the weather's nice and the flowers are out. But uh, other days in February, it's less nice, <laughs> right? And it's Polar cold vortex and, and everything else, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the challenge is, you know, in, in, in a race, like sometimes the circumstances are difficult and mm-hmm. challenging. But keeping our eyes fixed on the goal and what's before us and pressing through those challenges. And, and I think that's really uh, how life is, right? That we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and understand that really this isn't about us at all, but it's about pressing through whatever comes, mm-hmm. uh, the good times, the hard times, the challenge, and pressing through because one day we're going to get to that finish and we're going to see him. And here, well done, right? That's the hope, right? <laughs> That's the hope. Burn, when you started this thing and out of the businesses and everything else, was there something that grabbed you or a verse or something in the Bible that, that caught your attention? I, back then, it was, uh, I'd always loved kids. I'd, mm-hmm. uh, we've got five and I've got 22 grandchildren. <laughs> and uh, uh, my wife always wondered why I wanted more kids around us with, <laughs> with Crossroads. But uh, uh, it was it was that thought at that point that bring the little children to me. I had a little girl uh, that I was working with before we started Crossroads that came every week, a little terror, fifth grade terror uh, that uh, uh, that would be over at Camp Craft with our rest of our volunteers, and she was in my group. And I remember her uh, bringing me a little stuffed animal at Christmas, and this was so special for her to do this, and special for me. Uh, because she, I mean, she didn't get along with the boys, with the girls, and yet to show me that kind of love, that was one of the inspirations for me to think about doing something. We didn't have a name. All we knew was we wanted these kids to, to, to go further than just having a friend around them. We wanted them to have a friend in Jesus. That's fabulous. That's great. Well, Matt, knowing what you know now, what words of wisdom would you have given your younger self? So... When I was younger and even when we were starting Crossroads, I was incredibly focused on tasks and accomplishing things and, you know, long to-do lists and getting them all checked off. And now I've realized that really things are accomplished through relationship and that it is uh, people first, last, and in between. And if anything is going to have lasting value, it's going to be done for the Lord and with and for people. And so I, I think I've come to a place where I definitely prioritize people over task. And that's, <laughs> that's what I tell my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Bern? Uh, I've almost lost track of the question here. Was I'm listening to, <laughs> listening to Matt. What was the question? What again? advice would you uh, give, give your younger self knowing what you know now? Well, there's a song, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Um, you know, I think it is that uh, leaning not on our own understanding mm-hmm. and an understanding as we get older, God does give us more wisdom, praying for wisdom all the time because young people look to older folks mm-hmm. to give wisdom and, and we need to be ready to give it. And uh, so I think I didn't use enough older folks back when I could have and uh, hopefully I'm getting the opportunity at the other end now. Well, with 23 yeah. grandchildren and all these other kids you're serving, yeah. I'm sure you're getting a lot of opportunity. <laughs> share some of that golden wisdom of yours. Well, I'd like to encourage our listeners to share some of the wisdom that God has imparted on them with CrossroadsKidsClub.com. So go and check that out. Get in touch with Matt Armstrong. You can reach him directly at 630-501-4374. He is graciously giving his direct number. So blow up his phone. Call him. <laughs> Six three zero five zero one four three seven four. We're going to be right back with both Matt Armstrong and Bern Birchie of CrossroadsKidsClub.com. dot com. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back to Faith Marketplace. I'm Bob Lambert with my wonderful host, our guest host and um, co-host. She's sometimes a guest because sometimes she leaves and then she comes back. <laughs> Jennifer Villarreal. And we have two special guests in studio today, and that is Matt Armstrong, Executive Director of Crossroads Kids Club, and Bern Birchie, who is the founder of that. So, guys, i got to ask you a question because it often happens that there's something or some people in our backgrounds that really inspired us, you know, to do some of the things we do or how we got along. So, Matt, who inspires you or has inspired you? Yeah, a number of people. I think uh, growing up and even to this day, my dad inspires me. He always had the courage and the integrity to do what was right, no matter the cost. And that uh, that has stuck with me. Uh, I've been married uh, 23 years uh, this month, and my wife has inspired me in many ways. Uh, she really looks at people and she sees them and she sees their hearts and their needs and their pain and the best in them as well and, and draws that out and that that inspires me. So I'll give you some, you're going to get some points, okay? Because you married up also, right? I, 100%. <laughs> no question about that. No question. You all kicked your coverage there, right? <laughs> so uh, I say that when she's not around to, okay. or not listening. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm embarrassing, but Byrne has been a, a tremendous inspiration uh, to me as well. Um, over these 20 plus years, he's been uh, like a second father to me. But mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons, he has always taken a keen interest in other people and seen the people. And I noticed, uh, since this is a, a show about business, uh, 21 years ago when we met, and he would walk around the, the shop floor, and there were, I think, a couple hundred employees, and he would know not only each one's name, but their family situation right? and and, and what was going on with them. And, and that just so impressed me. And, not, and I was just memorizing. It wasn't rote. He cared for them. Uh, I've also seen in him a, a desire to continuously improve every day, and that what I've seen is small improvements day by day over time. They uh, accumulate to be massive changes for good. Right, and that's that's amazing. Burn. Uh, so, how did you get all this admiration? There must have been some inspiration yeah, for you. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, that <laughs> that's been a great relationship. Well, I better mention my wife, uh, <laughs> who has been for fifty almost fifty six years. A, a, uh, a great partner, and uh, even through the, the crossroads years, being on the board when we started and, and being involved and always being a, a great support. Uh, I mentioned earlier a fellow, Ed Bassler, and I think of inspiration for crossroads. I think of Ed because uh, uh, we met just as he was beginning his ministry mm-hmm. called Sold Out, and he was telling me about the kids in high school and the difficulties they had. and. And I said, as we were sitting at lunch, I said, you know, we need young, young people that are sold out for the Lord. And he said, well, that's actually the name of my ministry is sold out. And uh, I think I was the first donator to, uh, to his program, but uh, it became so large and so exciting. But he just, he was the kind of guy and still is when he hears the Lord, he follows. And I have, I've learned a lot from that. You just, mm-hmm. when, when God's spirit touches you with something, you just, you better be careful if you don't follow, and that <laughs> mm-hmm. and that led us to starting Crossroads. Oh, that's wonderful! Wow. Well, Matt, how do you encourage your partners uh, with Crossroads Kids Club? I try to notice. I try to notice what's going well or when they're going through things, uh, and then I try to be very intentional about uh, coming alongside and offering some encouragement. I read a lot of handwritten notes. I feel like that's kind of a yeah, that's a lost art. And uh, so I try to do that uh, as a regular discipline. Uh, 
you know, with a lot of people, I, again, I try to just connect their positive actions with results as well. Can uh, you give me some examples of that? Sure, sure, sure. If somebody uh, makes a gift to Crossroads, you know, letting them know, you know, a couple of months later, like how we were able to use that gift and what mm, was the impact of that gift. You know, because of that, we were able to reach 100 more kids, um, you know, or because you helped us host these these tables at our vision dinner, it grew by 20%, and this is what uh, the Lord did through that. Um, just, I think a lot of times... People are not uh, cognizant of the implications and the extensions of their actions. Mm -hmm. So just when you see those things to say, hey, look, you know what you did over here? Like that has a ripple that's going down and and extending out here. Sometimes those small actions can have big impact, right? Well, actually all the time they do. And then you just relaying and sharing that uh, with them. That's that's great. It's actually a complaint I've heard a number of times by donors that they don't feel that they're feeling some love back or at least being communicated to because mm-hmm. what what is this doing? You know, mm-hmm. how am I impacting? Yeah. You know? We need to uh, do that, Bob. Yes. <laughs> for Faith Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, that's going on the list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was on my list and it got bumped off. Yeah, but got, we'll be but, we'll be sending that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um well, we always ask them, you know, try to get a little, uh, inject a little humor in here, a little, uh, you know, personal stuff in here. So I'm going to throw this over at Burn. Uh, you know, um, we've had some pretty funny stories on here and some interesting things and about people that people didn't know. So what would be something interesting, funny, or cool that somebody doesn't know about you, Burn? Ah. Uh. Why would I want to tell you that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, It'll stay between us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a story back at, when I was in high school and college. I worked for the city and the state uh, each summer. I had uh, a, a political uh, relative who could get me a job during the summer. And then one summer I wound up with the uh, Bureau of Equipment. Uh, they got me a driver's license to drive a truck, which uh, the test was pretty simple. Somebody passed some money to somebody else, and I wound up with a truck <laughs> and uh, took the test, but I didn't do too well with it. Well, the next day, they sent me to uh, uh, to a yard, an asphalt yard, uh, to take an asphalt truck and drive it to the south side of Chicago. This was on the west side of Chicago, and uh, take that and then drive the truck through the day. I had never been in one of these trucks before, and I had no idea quite what all the levers were in it, so they... Mm-hmm. I had been told the foreman of this yard was one tough son of a gun and be careful what you do. So I pulled the truck in, they loaded it up and closed the tarp on the back and I pulled out and I don't know exactly what happened, but a, but a truck pulled up next to me and beeped at me as I was going down Cicero Avenue and he said, hey, you're losing something. And uh, I look back and I, I hear cars now coming with the asphalt running off their tires. And uh, so I pulled off to the side and police pulled pulled me over and, and uh, wanted to know why I was why I decided to pave the roads of Cicero <laughs> with a Chicago truck and uh, at any rate that was my last day on the asphalt truck <laughs> <laughs> that's funny well Matt what about you is there something interesting inspiring that maybe people don't really know about you well, uh, I don't know how inspiring it is, but uh, something a lot of people don't know uh, is that when I was a teacher many years ago, I uh, had a side job, and I am uh, fluent in Spanish, and I actually got hired as a contractor um, with the FBI and the DEA. 
And so on the weekends at, at night and so on, I would go downtown to the uh, city in the FBI building or the uh, federal building and uh, listen in on wiretaps uh, oh, for different wow. things. And, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so just a lot of crazy stuff that would happen there. And uh, I can't tell you about it because I'd have yeah. to kill you. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but that's something it. a lot of people don't know. Okay. Nice. Well, before we wrap up and get into our roundtable discussion in the next segment, you know, do you have any stories, uh, anything briefly that you can share about Crossroads Kids Club uh, just to encourage our listeners or to share something more with them? Sure, sure. I think the thing is um, what I've seen, having been involved for, for over 20 years now, right, is that, again, the results come through relationships, relationship with Jesus, relationships uh, with the adults over time. And so I'm going to hit this on two ends, right? I'm going to talk about, uh, I've seen just recently a number of needs uh, that are so prevalent among kids. I'm thinking of one uh, kid who just started in a brand new club uh, just a couple months ago, a second grader, and uh, first day of club, uh, taking prayer requests and just says, you know, pray for my mom. Uh, because she's in the hospital because she t- keeps taking pills and I don't know what's oh, going no. on with her. Yeah. Uh, or another one who just said to his leader, you know, please uh, pray for my dad. You know, he comes home uh, drunk. And actually in that case, the, the leader prayed with that student and, and the dad actually stopped drinking, which was amazing. Mm. Wow. Um, just opportunities we have uh, to come alongside people. Yesterday I was in a club in, in Elgin and uh, the leader there shared a story about how last year uh, the school uh, secretary's uh, wife had passed away. And the school secretary uh, through that got uh, came to this leader and came to the church and got involved uh, together with his his own child. Uh, but then over time, right, uh, just uh, uh, about a month ago, a, uh, a former student uh, just uh, is completing seminary and oh, contacted wow. me and said, hey, you know what, uh, as I'm getting sent out into ministry, I would like to talk about starting a Crossroads Club. Uh, in January, one of our former students joined our staff team full time, uh, and uh, we had been her, her leaders back when she was in middle school. Um, just yesterday, I was on the phone with uh, another former student uh, in her upper 20s who's now uh, going to be serving as a, a mentor and coach to one of my staff, you know, which is just That's great. A- amazing, right? So, watching these students grow up, um, you know, and just seeing how God has used this in their lives mm. to, to set the trajectory of their life, uh-huh. you know, it's a long term impact. And wow. people nationwide can get involved? Absolutely. Yep. So we're actually, the last nine months, we, uh, we've been pursuing a national expansion. And uh, if people want to call me at the number you've been giving out, I would be happy to tell them. Sure. How to get involved, and that number? Wherever they are. That number again? 630 501 4374. We're also serving churches in Mexico, which we haven't talked about. Mm. So if you have partnerships or connections in Mexico, we'd like to talk to you as well. Yeah, and make sure to go to their website, crossroadskidsclub.com. Hey, listen, we're coming up here on our last segment, but uh, I want to thank you two guys for coming in today because it's been fabulous and uh, the heart that you have. I mean, if you listeners, if you could see these guys, the smiles on their face, the passion there in their voice and their eyes, uh, it is really terrific. And there's no better thing you can do than to be raising up a whole group of kids here that, again, from underadvantaged areas, they don't have the kind of things here. They don't have God in their house oftentimes, and it's certainly not in the public school, but you're bringing it in there. I mean, uh, kudos to you guys, and uh, what a blessing you guys have been. So, <laughs> listen, we want you to stay tuned with us here. Uh, and the, For the next segment, we got a big roundtable segment coming up here, and we are going to address when a staff member bends your ear on an issue do you take immediate action or decide to dig deeper? 
Now, I don't know about the rest of my panel here, but I can tell you I've got a few stories on that one, too. So, And, Jennifer, you got some other things we're going to be announcing here in the next segment, too. So we're yep. going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guests, uh, Bern Birchie and Matt Armstrong of Crossroads Kids Club. And we uh, threw out the challenge here today, which is a, a pretty good-sized one. When a staff member bends your ear on an issue, or could be anybody, not just staff, uh, do you take immediate action or decide to dig deeper? Um, Bern, I think you had a little something, that, a little story that you wanted to share with us. Uh, Bob, I was thinking of... Uh situation with one of the principals uh, at uh, one of the schools that we work with. And it's interesting because we've been doing this for so long. Uh, principals don't seem to last a long time in mm-hmm. public schools in Chicago, which I didn't know before, but many of them are working their way up uh, to bigger schools. And uh, we've had cases where where principals just didn't like the idea of us being there, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't even like the partnerships with CamCraft. And when I think about digging deeper, it really, uh, you can get awfully upset because you look at it and you think you're doing a great job with these kids and, and the principal doesn't think so or doesn't think they have time to do it. And and we have found that spending time with them and getting to understand where they're coming from. In some cases, they want the kids to spend more time on the Iowa tests or whatever it is and they don't want right. to give them time away. But uh, it it is patience. I mean, there's no question we have to have patience with people, whether it's a staff member, whether it's you know any of these situations that require us to understand where the other people are coming from. Yeah. Yeah, Bern, I think you hit on a couple of things there, um, is obviously the patience and then digging deeper by asking questions. Um, I think sometimes we can overlook the power of questions. We've mm-hmm. actually yeah. been learning this a lot more with uh, Carl K.J. Johnson, who is the director of the C.S. Lewis Institute in Chicago, and he's been leading our conversational apologetics group uh, that Bob and I have been hosting uh, through Faith Marketplace. And what would you say to that, Bob? I oh, mean, the man. power of asking these questions. The power of asking questions. The other thing, too, is uh, from my personal experience, too, when you got – uh, somebody coming to you with an issue, they've got a challenge, and, and it's about somebody else, you know, and all that. Uh, the first thing I do, instead of just taking it on face value, I want to ask a lot. I want to ask questions, you know, what's going on with this and so on and so forth. But what I've also found is people come with challenge or issues about somebody else, and they haven't even talked to the other person about it yet. And so um, I might, might sound a little bit harsh, but I said, have you talked to the other person about it? No, you haven't. I said, I would suggest before we... You, you get me involved in this, you're going to want to go take and address it them because you're probably not going to like it if I have to get involved in it, you know. So I like to have people work out their own issues. And what I found most time, they're not even going to each other and trying to get this thing figured out. Why do you think that is? I, I, I just think that maybe it's a natural human tendency. I'm going to go to dad and I'm going to tell him, you know, about, I mean, there's just <laughs> some of this childish behavior sometimes is manifests itself, you know, in different ways. Also gossip, you know, there's that kind of thing that runs rampant in organizations and somebody telling stories mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Or maybe so. they they look at it as confrontation instead of a conversation. Well, co- confrontation avoidance, obviously, because, and, and frankly, sometimes they just don't know even how to handle the issue themselves, you mm-hmm. know, where they were going to address it with somebody else. I don't, yeah. Have you ever had a situation like that, Matt? Never. Never? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, uh, the question says, uh, talks about a, a staff member. So, 
we're a very small staff team, right. and there aren't sure. a lot of issues like that. But certainly uh, among the uh, different people serving in clubs yeah, or, sure. you know, different yeah. teams, you know, there are a lot of people that come with um, advice or critiques of things. <laughs> and uh, I, I probably in my youth would have taken more immediate action. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to get better about uh, digging deeper and asking those yeah. questions. But I think uh, specifically what I like to discern as much as I can is what – Two, two things. You know, what is the truth in what they're saying? Because generally it's not founded on nothing, right? So there's right. probably something in what they're saying that can be helpful, even right. if it's hurtful. But secondly, I'm trying to learn what is their their motivation behind that. Mm-hmm. Are they saying this uh, because they care about me, because they care about the organization, they care about the kids? You know, because I'm fine with that. We can have a lot of different perspectives on that if we're on the same team right. and heading toward the same thing. Or are they saying this for some other reason because they want to be right or they know it all or, they, you know, it's their ego. or There's a lot of reasons people do things. So trying to understand that motivation is important for me. Well, I know that you, Jennifer, do a lot of coaching with people like that. Do there, some of these ever come up in the coaching situations you get into? You know, I would say more with my clients than yeah. uh, in, in their environment. And mm-hmm. sometimes if they have a team or they have their staff and uh, I have to work with them just briefly or on occasion, that person will think that they're under evaluation uh, because they're not necessarily my client that I'm working with directly. So sometimes there's these stories, especially, oh, I hate to say it, but, I, you know, I'm going to, especially if they're a millennial, they paint this picture and this story that, like, is worst case scenario, and we have to assure them and reassure them and assure them again that their their position, their job is not at jeopardy, and we're here to help them and to, you know, I'm, I'm here to be a resource and a tool to them. So I think that's really clear is to establish, hey, why are we working together to begin with and then reinforce that as we continue to work? What's interesting, just in a recent uh, engagement I've had with the company and all that, where uh, we've had to, they come out with issues or they come out with challenges or they come out with things that they're being faced with. And what I've found is that I have to step back from that and sit there and say, okay, is this the exception or the rule? And guess what often it is? It's the exception. And so that's the things, and and, and those are the negative things they go to. But I said, you know, let's let's focus on the rule here as to what's happening majority of the time versus these things that happen occasionally, and that's where you're going to, you know, because, okay, I get it that those are challenges, but, you know, how often do those things happen? And in one case recently, very little, you know, but yet that was a big issue that all of a sudden was got blown out of proportion. I had to sit there and step back from it and dig it underneath it a little bit deeper in my younger days, I wouldn't have done that. I just jumped all over. Oh, this is a big issue. You know, yeah. we, we got to take care of that. Right yeah, there. I'm hearing that common thread here is that we need to dig deeper. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely a, a great topic of discussion. But I want to dig deeper into the volunteers, <laughs> uh, Matt and, and Burn, that you're looking for for a Crossroads Kids Club. So can you just share real quick who you're looking for and then how they can get in touch with you? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, uh, we need people who have a, a passion for uh, reaching the next generation, who see the need, who see the opportunity, and we're aligned in terms of our, our mission, our values, and our passion. So that's that's non-negotiable. Uh, beyond that, uh, although we're a nonprofit and a ministry, we have uh, a lot of functions that are uh, dare I say, business functions. Yep, of course. Uh, so when we go out and we talk to prospective church partners, it, what are we doing? It's sales, right? Yep, exactly. We're, we're cold calling. We're trying to get appointments in front of them. We're presenting them with materials. We're asking for a response, right? So 
I and my team, we don't have a sales background. Like we're ministry folks, right? So maybe there's some of your listeners who have that, that sales background. You know, we uh, would benefit greatly from advice, input, help, in uh, even in, in making some calls and setting appointments. That's one area. Uh, you know, of course, uh, people that are strategic, that know how to scale things, you're in a time of growth and trying to expand, you know, you know, sometimes uh, just a coffee or a lunch with somebody can actually be an inflection point and mm-hmm. can be a jump in, in our growth. So, uh, you know, again, I, I mentioned some of these earlier, but uh, marketing, media, communications, uh, photo, video, web development, these are all areas, you know, if people have expertise, uh, we, we could certainly benefit from that. And then, of course, if people want to get down on the floor with some kids, there are yeah, plenty of opportunities for that, for that too. So, But basically, if they have expertise and they want to volunteer and they have a passion for the youth, um, they should just get in touch with you, right? Super important. So one yeah. of the things, again, I try to listen to, uh, you know, what is it that they are personally passionate about? And, and how can we uh, take those passions and those skills and uh, harness them for kingdom impact? And mm. what's the best number for them to reach you? 630-501-4374. Yeah, and make sure that you check out their website at crossroadskidsclub.com. And of course, Bob and I want to hear from you. So make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224 224- 404-1988. And if you want to know more about our future series that we've been doing and that's coming up, it's Conversational Apologetics, uh, and we're partnering with the C.S. Lewis Institute in Chicago, make sure that you text us. Text the keyword FAITH to 224-404-1988. And catch us again next week, every Saturday here at AM 1160, noon to 1 o'clock, and we're going to have some great stuff for you. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.